Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Today for the meditation of the scriptures, let us open the Bibles and turn to Psalm 82. Psalm 82 is a psalm of Asaf where the theme of the psalm is the justice of God. In other psalms like Psalm 50 and Psalm 75, we see God's justice being enacted upon the people of God and the children of Israel. But in this psalm, we see that his judgment comes against the judges whom he has placed over the nation of Israel. When we study this psalm, we see yet another aspect of the justice of God and also the awesome task of being given the responsibility of a leadership and being given the responsibility of being a judge. The psalm can be divided into three sections. Verse 1, which talks about God as the supreme judge who is judging over the judges themselves. He is the one who takes them to task and gives them that accountability. And verses 2 to 7 is God talking to the judges who are or the earthly judges whom he has placed over various tasks and responsibilities. And verse 8 talks about the fact that God is going to be finally the judge of all the nations. He shall inherit the nations and he shall judge all the earth with equity. Let us together prayerfully look at this psalm and may the Lord speak his kind words to us regarding how we should execute justice in whatever little domain or authority that God has placed us over. In that domain, let us be the righteous judges and the righteous people of God who are accountable before God. Verse 1 says, God has taken his place in the divine council. In the midst of the gods, he holds judgment. Now, since God is the lawgiver, he is also the judge. And his justice is just perfect. He presides over the nations, the congregation of Israel, and he judges over every single person on earth, and even the judges are subservient to him. Because he is an all-knowing God, no one has to be witnesses before him. He knows everything in order to make a perfect and righteous judgment. And in his court, there is no defense nor appeal. He himself is omniscient, he is just, and his verdict is final. In verse 1, when he says, in the midst of God's he holds judgment, means that exalted position that God has given to the people whom he has placed as judges over the nation of Israel. And remember, any authority that God places is given a terrible responsibility. And along with that responsibility comes that accountability before God, where he ultimately is accountable to God himself and has to live his life in a manner that is worthy of that calling. He has to perform his job in a manner that is worthy of that calling as well. In some way, the judges that God appointed had that responsibility of representing the Lord here on earth and they were supposed to execute judgment as though God himself was doing the judgment over his people in a righteous manner, correctly, rightly interpreting and applying his law in order to make that judgment. The people who are placed in this kind of an authority are the ministers of the Lord and will eventually have to answer him for what they have done with that calling and with the task that God had entrusted into their hands. The usage of the word gods does not mean that they were in any way treated as deity or as gods, but the exalted position that he gives to them is what is stressed with that usage. As we know, with great power comes great responsibility and with great responsibility comes great accountability. And verses 2 to 7 is God's indictment of the judges or the people who are in leadership or the people who are in power and position and authority who have eventually misused that, misused that uh, authority in order to do their own desires instead of doing the will of God. In verses 2 to 7, God exposes the frailty of human justice system by telling them about the various sins that they have committed within the position of, and power that God had given into their hands. I will read verses 2 to 5. How long will you judge unjustly and show partiality to the wicked? 
Give justice to the weak and the fatherless. Maintain the right of the afflicted and the destitute. Rescue the weak and the needy. Deliver them from the hand of the wicked. They have neither knowledge nor understanding. They walk about in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are shaken. In Micah chapter 6 verse 8, the Lord says, And what does the Lord require of you but do justice, to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? But these judges did not do justly. They did not love mercy as we read in verses 2, verses 3 and verses 4. And they walked in defiance of the will of God and contrary to the knowledge of God. Now the pronoun you that is used in verse 2 is plural. That means God is addressing all the guilty judges, all the guilty leaders. Now we understand that God is a person who takes up the case of the people who are really needy. Poor and needy are on his priority list. But these judges, they championed the causes of the guilty because they took bribes and they failed to take care of the orphans and widows and give justice to them. God takes it in a very personal manner when the judges pervert justice and act against the orphans and the widows. And judges are called to uphold the law and not to show partiality. Whereas here we see clearly that partiality was being shown before all the people of Israel, the, the richer were getting a partial treatment and the poor were getting marginalized. In verses 1 to 5, we see the following faults with the current justice system. They actually said that the wicked are just by perverting the justice. He says here, you will show partiality to the wicked. You are judging unjustly. Second thing is, they no longer cared for the orphans and poor, although God had given very special commandments concerning the treatment of orphans and the poor and widows. And thirdly, they did not save the poor and needy from the oppression of the wicked. The reason why God established the justice system was to protect the wicked who have a tendency to be oppressed. And fourthly, we understand that the people who are judges, they lacked knowledge of the ways of God, they lacked discernment and they had ceased to walk in the light and now they were walking about in darkness. And the very foundations of the society, God says in verse 5, it is being shaken because when the justice system is being shaken, the very foundation of society becomes shaken. You do not measure a society based on how the rich people and the powerful people are getting treated and how they are getting benefited. You measure a society by the way the marginalized are getting uplifted. The least of the people is what determines the future of the society. It determines the goodness of the or the efficiency of the current system. The social system is always measured by how it impacts the people who are the least of us. And because the judges were walking about with neither knowledge nor understanding, because they were walking about in their own dark deeds, what happened was the foundation of the society had become shaken. And the same thing can be applied to a church system as well. When the leadership of a church starts walking about contrary to the ways of God, without an understanding of God, without the knowledge of God, when they are walking about in darkness, when justice is getting perverted, when partiality is being shown, that foundation of the church system itself gets broken. And church is supposed to be a reflection of the kingdom of God. The values of the kingdom of God, the justice and righteousness of the kingdom of God are to be reflected on earth through the church. In verse 5, we understand the judges were supposed to know the law and walk according to the light of the law, but they failed to do so. It is also possible that the people themselves did not know enough of the law and enough of the, the foundations of the law in order to defend themselves. 
the teaching ministry of the priests and levites had come to an end and they had not passed on the understanding of the law to the people as well and as the word of god says in hosea chapter 4 verse 6 my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge it is the knowledge of the godly things it is the knowledge of god that actually brings us to the state where we can walk in the ways of god for unless we know god we cannot walk in his ways we are called to walk according to the moral law that god has given us the standard for a christian is very high it is the standard of god himself and anything short of that is actually quite blasphemous in verses 6 and 7 we see that god is finally giving the indictment or the judgment on the judges the earthly judges who had perverted the justice who had failed him and he says you are i said you are gods sons of the most high all of you nevertheless like men you shall die and fall like any prince god means to say here that i have called you people as the judges i have given you a highly exalted position you are like gods for the people you are like gods and you are called the sons of the most high the position the power and the authority that i have given you in your earthly role as judges is quite exalted but because you have failed to uphold the sanctity that such a calling requires because you did not do your job according to the ways of god god says nevertheless like men you shall die and fall like any prince as i said earlier privilege brings responsibility and responsibility brings accountability and as human beings who failed as judges they would be judged for their sins even in our country sometimes we see the justice being perverted the people being defended in an unjust manner and the righteous people actually suffering and one may ask why does god allow these things why did god allow the perversion of justice in the nation of israel why did god allow his chosen judges to fail to keep the covenant and the justice i believe the reason is when we suffer through the injustice and when we suffer through the earthly limitations of the earthly justice system when we see the violence of the people who are around when we see the evil that is there around us that will create in us a desire for the coming of the kingdom that will create in us a desire for righteousness and peace and joy in the holy ghost which is all the, that the kingdom of god represents here on this earth because every earthly system has got its limitations and those limitations have a way of making our heart crave and yearn for the coming of the lord so that we will experience that perfect blemishless kingdom here on this earth the reign of our lord and savior jesus christ that brings us to verse 8 where the theme is reflected like this he says arise o god and judge the earth for you shall inherit all the nations this is the equivalent of our prayer which says thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven dearly beloved when we experience injustices here on this earth remember there is a day when the lord shall come he shall judge everything rightly he shall judge everything in a just manner and he shall execute his justice here on this earth and his kingdom is unlike all the other kingdoms and the kingships that and reigns and rules that we have experienced it will be a perfect kingdom the desire that we have is should be towards him so that we shall be part of that kingdom and shall live with him and reign with him forever may the lord comfort us and help us through the meditation of the scriptures